0: Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. We know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. In this time of meditation upon the hope that we have in God, empower us through the Holy Spirit to live a life of trust in him. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when you think of hope, what comes to mind? You know, sometimes when we, when we think of hope, like I said with the kids, we tend to think of the worldly uh, way of using the word hope, like a, thinking of a wish or a yearning desire. Oftentimes, we use that worldly sense of hope when we say things like, uh, I hope today is a beautiful day, or if I were to say, I hope my Detroit Tigers win today, even though there's a good chance they won't. <laughs> but when we hear the word hope in the Bible, and when we as Christians use that word hope, we're talking about hope, that, the hope that God gives us. It's talking about clinging to him who is hope. Clinging to Christ. And there we find sure and certain hope. In the world around us today, we see that hope is something that oftentimes feels like it's in short supply. We live in this world that's so filled with setbacks and challenges. Sometimes one after another. Sometimes it feels like we're set up for failure. Sometimes it feels like there just isn't any hope. Sometimes it feels like you're hanging on by a thread. There's all kinds of examples that we could think of of people who are just hanging on by a thread. Maybe you even used that, that phrase before, I'm just hanging on by a thread. Maybe it's After more than a year of dealing with the pandemic and its effects and everything else, we feel like we're just hanging on by a thread. Or maybe it's financial concerns that leave you thinking, that I'm just barely hanging on. Or maybe it's stress at work where you think, I can't take it anymore, I'm just hanging on by a thread. Maybe that could describe you right now. For one reason or another, you're thinking, I'm just barely hanging on. I'm hanging on by a thread. Turns out, most of us know that feeling. There's no way to catch a break, seemingly impossible to get out ahead of the curve, like you're hanging on by a thread. Yes, sometimes that's the way it feels for us as we go through life. And there's... Three such people in our gospel reading for today. There's the little girl who stood at the end of her short life. And Mark doesn't give us all the details, he says nothing about the severity of her suffering or how long she's been sick. All we know is that she's 12 years old. She's at the point of death, she's hanging on by a thread. And then there's her dad. Like any good parent whose child is sick, he's desperate to find someone who can help, something that can provide relief and healing. So fighting his way through the great crowd, he finally reaches Jesus. With nothing but a plea for mercy, he falls down at Jesus' feet and begs him to heal her. He's hanging on by a thread. Then we see there is this woman beset by a condition of bleeding. And suffering had been a constant companion for as long as she'd been alive. She'd been through 12 years of seeking doctors, 12 years of spending all that she has, 12 years with nothing to show but more pain and empty pockets. After the care of many doctors, her condition only got worse. She's hanging on by a thread. All three were desperate. All three had a great need. All three were hanging on by a thread. It's not a secure position to be in. Unless, of course, the thread on which you are hanging is connected to Jesus. That's how it was for the people in our text. Metaphorically for Jairus and literally for the woman, the thread to which they reached out was wrapped around the Son of God. No reasoning that even Jesus' clothes could help her, the woman touched his threads and found healing. Believing that Jesus had the power to heal his daughter, Jairus reached out to Jesus and fell at his feet. The little girl simply heard him speak and was restored to life. Each of them found the help that they needed in Jesus. And in doing so, they offer us tangible images of saving faith. You see, the nature of saving faith is it looks to and listens to Jesus for salvation. The woman was not healed by the act of touching Jesus' garment, that he was like he was wearing some kind of super powerful relic. It was her faith. It was her faith that made the difference. As Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you one. Faith in Jesus. The same faith led Jairus to fight through the crowds and to beg Jesus for help. In both cases, the person in need had heard about Jesus and looked to him in faith. Both believed that he had the ability and the willingness to save and both received what they sought. He healed the woman. He raised the little girl. He saw their faith and he acted to save. Meanwhile, today, we know that there's many around us and again, maybe even ourselves who are simply hanging on by a thread which, as we look at it in connection with our gospel text, is another way of saying that they are living by faith. You and I certainly are are facing great challenges. Your prospects may be bleak, but you believe. That's why you continue to show up here. That's why you continue to gather here together around the gifts that God gives in word and sacrament that are so vital for your life and faith. You've heard the promises of Jesus. You've heard those promises, and you hang on to those promises, even when it's only by a thread. And what has he promised? He's promised healing. Yes, he's promised healing. If not now... Than when he returns, he has promised resurrection, as he raised Jairus's daughter in our text, and as he himself rose on Easter morning. Today's gospel can really serve as a good preview for us of Good Friday. There on Good Friday, it seemed as though the situation had gone too far. Jesus is dead. There is no more hope. Or so it seemed. The disciples on the road to Emmaus even confessed, We had hoped that he would be the one. We had hoped. But we all know the truth, right? On the third day, God raised his son from the dead, demonstrating decisively, once and for all, that it's never too late for God. For only he can split the Red Sea with the most powerful army bearing down on you. Only he can close the mouth of hungry lions or shield you in a fiery furnace. Only he can feed you with the body and blood of Jesus. Forgive your every sin and give us reason for hope in every and all circumstances. So yes, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have hope. We have hope because our hope is in Christ. And in Christ, we know that we'll have everything that we need for for this life and the next body and soul. It's all taken care of in Christ. And so continue to hang on to Jesus. Come to him in faith. Cling to him with confidence and trust. Cry out to him for help, trusting that he has already come for you and he will come again. So when this sinful world deals you a hand that would tempt you to be disappointed or even angry at God or to have us give up on hope, may the Holy Spirit equip us with the true and certain hope that he alone gives Our God of hope has taken us by the hand and has resurrected us to new and eternal life in him. Remember, as as Paul says in Romans, in baptism we are connected to Christ, connected to him in his death and in his resurrection. So as Christ is risen, so too shall we rise and live new and eternal lives in him. That truth, that confidence can allow us to face anything this world throws at us, trusting in God to always provide for every need, trusting that he's always there for us and will always give us what he knows to be best. We trust in Christ and in his promises. And with faith in his promises, the thread by which you hang will be more than enough. Amen.